Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're going international today. I'm pretty excited about this. Yes, me too. There's coffee involved. I hear. I hear there's coffee involved. Yes, <laughs> which is appropriate for the Coffee Hour. It is very appropriate. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us online today, the Reverend Luke Tim, pastor of. Living Faith Lutheran Church in Clive, Iowa. He's also a volunteer with LCMS International Mission. Pastor Tim, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. However, I'm a little bit discouraged that this won't get too much airtime or approval since I am a graduate of Concordia, Wisconsin, and all of my professors right now are just shaking their heads that I'm on the air. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? They're proud. I'm sure they're proud. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not so sure, but... I love them to death, every one of them. <laughs> Joining us today in studio, Krista Young, Partnership Coordinator for LCMS Africa Region for LCMS International Mission. Krista, welcome back. Thank you. We are excited to talk about an international project that Pastor Tim has been a part of. Before we dig into the project itself, Pastor Tim, how did you first become interested in serving with LCMS International Mission? It's a bit of an embarrassing story. I was a brand new pastor probably 16, 17 years ago. And I was at a conference, just sort of a wide leadership conference. And it was a presentation by another other than the Reverend Bono of U2. So I don't know if he's got a a demon or whatever, but yeah, he does a lot of work in Africa and it just sort of inspired the team to begin to get involved. And so we did our first trip. And ever since then, Kenya has just sort of had my heart. So tell us, how did you get involved? What were your, what were the first things that you were able to do when you first started service? So ironically, the first time and involvement that we had was at a previous congregation. And when I moved to my current location here in Iowa, I sort of had to almost mourn and put away this love I have for the country, the people, the mission. It just wasn't a part of the DNA of the church at the time. And then... You know, it sounds like a bad joke, but three Kenyans walked through the front door and we sat down and talked. They were looking for a place to to hold worship and it just fit. So we talked to the elders and talked to some people, unanimous agreements. They gave them the keys to the church and they started worshiping with us. And I said, the only, only thing that, that I will have as a requirement is that once a week, the leadership of the congregations, the, the two churches get together and pray. And over a couple of years, that just blossomed into a really cool partnership in the gospel. And they kept saying, you should come and see our home. You should come and see this place and meet these people and the work that we are doing there to provide for people and to spread the gospel. And we took them up on that invitation and called up, you know, the LCMS foreign missions and got connected with some people. I had no idea who they were at the time, but now have become close personal friends and partners in the gospel. So tell us about your first visit to Kenya and learning about the home of your new friends. Well, it was, you know, very, I would say, mind-blowing. You you know that there's going to be cultural differences. LCMS Foreign Missions, by the way, does a wonderful job of preparing. I've really only worked with that Eastern Africa, or I guess now it's, I think, Central African 
regional director, Shawn Trump is his name, and Shara and them. They do a great job of giving you books to read. So it's in your head that the culture is going to be so different, but then you experience it. I love to tell people that the things of the Bible don't change when you experience a culture like this, but it really is closer to the culture that's found in scripture, especially things like hospitality. You read about how important that is in scripture and you read about how important hospitality and welcoming people is in these books. But when you feel that you are an honored guest and the importance of welcoming people into a home that is even so meager, just a basically a mud hut with a thatched roof, but it is in America, I feel like a lot of us would be maybe embarrassed, but not there. It is, this is what I have. Please come and share it with me and spend time with me. And it's a truly humbling experience to be in the midst of that. But then all of a sudden the scripture just kind of opens up and everything seems more clear and has depth to it that it didn't have before. And so it's both that mind altering, mind blowing experience that is the mission trip, but also the stuff I always knew, the church I grew up in, the scripture I fell in love with as a young man. And that stuff is mind blowing in a whole new way all of a sudden. So then meeting these people, being invited into their home, what kinds of relationships were you able to build and the work that you were able to do once you were building these relationships? The, the relationship building is really key and it transfers back home as well. We live in a culture that is absolutely deprived of meaningful relationships for the most part. We love to find those relationships that are deep and meaningful and we consider them rare. In other places, especially, I, my understanding is it's everywhere in Africa. I've been to a handful of different places, but that relationship is so significant. So the biggest leap in that relationship really happened the second trip. When we went back, people look and they say, you came back. You didn't just visit us, check the box, and then move on. So there's that initial relationship building that is so much quicker and deeper, so much sooner than it is in the States. But then when you come back, they say, you haven't forgotten us and welcome back to our home. And there's so much excitement to see you again. One of my favorite things is as a team arrives, it's a regular occurrence. We arrive to a home where people have been gathering for hours, or we arrive to a church where people have been gathering for hours, waiting for us. As we arrive, singing breaks out and worship and praise of God breaks out before we even open the doors to get out of the vehicles. People are singing our entrance. If you've never had a few hundred people in loud chorus sing praise to God because you walk in a room, you're missing out. <laughs> so that's like a real intro it for those liturgical yeah. geeks. <laughs> wow. Nicely done. Deep cut. <laughs> Where's the gong? So, so Krista, tell us about from your perspective, this pastor reaches out and says, these guys showed up by church and wanted to talk about serving together. And so tell us the story from your perspective and this connection that happened. Yeah. Well, Pastor Tim was doing this before I started my position. So 
I've kind of learned, like I'm kind of was running to catch up, (laughs) you know, so wait for me. And, but one of the things that I think is so beautiful is that his congregation and his leadership has really recognized it's not about what we're going to do. We're not going to accomplish something specific while we're there outside of building these relationships and walking together with these churches, which is really the definition of partnership. So often when we're going on mission trips, we want to be able to look and say like, we built this and we bought that for them. And understanding, you know, dependency issues and how toxic charity and all of those kinds of things can really do more damage. I think Pastor Tim has really helped his congregation recognize the work that we're going to do is be the church. The work that we're going to do is to be in relationship with these people. And and that is the most powerful thing. And that is the most life-changing thing for that church body so that they can say, oh, we have friends on the other side of the world that are praying for us and we're praying for them. And this connection, it just gives me goosebumps that like the spirit is just like, across the airwaves, but back and forth across the oceans. There's these relationships that people know somebody cares for me. And um, yeah, it's been really powerful to see and to hear. I've gone to, like, for instance, Pastor Tim also goes to the refugee camps, and I've gone after their team has been there and heard the stories from the people who are saying, oh, and they came and they knocked on my door and told me the gospel. And I'm like, whoa, the spirit really moves and works in those times. It's really powerful. So understanding the great value of relationships and things like building or buying something might happen in the context of those relationships, but mm-hmm. not independently or apart from or not those solely, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of a they're kind of the fruit of mm-hmm. first and foremost. It's the being the church, and then we'll get to the doing as it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, we have more to learn about this wonderful partnership. We're talking today with Pastor Luke Tim of Living Faith Lutheran Church in Clive, Iowa. He's a volunteer with LCMS International Mission and Krista Young, Partnership Coordinator for LCMS Africa Region. We'll continue the conversation right here on The Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking about a wonderful partnership with uh, Pastor Luke Tim at Living Faith Lutheran Church in Clive, Iowa. He's a volunteer with LCMS International Mission and Krista Young, Partnership Coordinator for LCMS Africa Region. And we've been learning about the the great relationships that Pastor Tim and friends from his congregation have been, and other volunteers have been building with friends in Kenya. Pastor, tell us more about what you saw to be happening in the community when you visited and ways that you were able to continue building relationships when you were in Kenya. Well, right before the break, Krista really 
hit the nail on the head. It isn't to show up and to do something or provide because it's not a sustainable thing. And it's not something that, again, truly serves the gospel if it's done on its own. But there, there are ways that it takes time. It takes examination, careful thought to, to invest in people who are there and the community that's there. So these are the things that, that really I always tell people, don't think about a short-term mission to a place that you're going to do this one time. Maybe you are, are going to go one time, but it's best if a church returns and gets to know the people and connects. And so what we've seen change is some really, really wonderful, successful, powerful people in the community because it's, it is a community that has the rich and the poor and everywhere in between. Those people have a real care for their community, but they don't always have the tools. And I don't mean dollars. I mean the tools to understand how to help that community. So investing them in relationship, coaching, training, encouragement. One of the most powerful things that we do is tell people, I'm writing your name down. And there's a, you know, a few hundred people, but really several hundred people in America just with social media and stuff who are going to be praying for you by name. They'll see your picture and they will know you. And just that encouragement lifts people's spirits to get to work, to do the stuff that if I lived there in the community, I'd be doing, but I've got a family and a, and a church in Iowa, so I got to go back. But that hope that you can bring to people, I mean, everybody knows depression and darkness and anxiety, these things are crippling. And the way to uncripple somebody, to heal them of that, is to give them hope. And the only hope that we have, that, that I can share with any culture, any person, any demographic, is the resurrection given to us by Jesus Christ. That's hope that doesn't care about your age, your socioeconomic status, your nationality, or your language. It just supersedes all of that. And now they have hope. And with hope, they continue on. It, it makes me actually think of the first time, Krista alluded to the times that we go up to the refugee camp. We went up to visit a Sudanese church. So the Sudanese people in a refugee camp in Kenya. And just walking around and meeting people, there was this young man who was a, a member of the church, but he was not from the Sudan. He was from a place in Ethiopia. And all of a sudden, this guy just, you know, he's going door to door with us, sharing the gospel. We left. And a few months later, we get a message that he started a church. And all he said, as I'm talking to him in, in subsequent times, he goes, when you guys left, I just kept doing that. I said, I was so encouraged by just doing this thing, which is telling people about Jesus, seeing the response, welcoming them back to, they started just with a patch of dirt with a barely shade giving tree. And they did a Bible study and it turned into a few hundred people. And then they got a building and they, that young man, by the way, I was at his ordination in August in the refugee camps. He and a few other guys from the refugee camp went through the seminary. So that's a, an example of investing in those leaderships. That, that dude, Okach is his name. Okach got a free ride to go to the seminary that's in Kenya through partnerships of LCMS and ELCK. So it wasn't living faith other than going and talking, encouraging, finding the leaders and showing them, giving them hope. And boom, there's a church. That is an amazing story. I'm kind of speechless right now. 
That is just, it is so amazing. The work of the Holy Spirit and what happened when we share about Jesus and then the Holy Spirit does his work. And we know that, that he does what he, the word works in ways that, that we know that it works. That is just incredible. The fruits of what you were able to do just with these partnerships and building relationships and getting to know people and just talking about Jesus with people. That is just, that is amazing. Can you share some of the other, the church planting, working with refugee camps? What are the other, these fruits of your labor of building relationships? What are some of the other fruits of that labor? I'm not going to do it service. There's a pile of stuff that's (laughs) gone on. So Living Faith has been, this congregation has been involved for maybe about nine years or so. There, there was a time when there was a little bit of tension and a little bit of stuff going on in the Lutheran Church of Kenya. It's the ELCK, Evangelical Lutheran Church of Kenya. So we weren't able to just jump in and plant a church in this place. It's called Marunga. It's just a town, but it's also a county. We weren't able to just jump in. We could do a lot of work sharing the gospel. The Kenyans themselves have a center there where they take care of kids. And you can see all of this stuff on the website. We'll maybe talk about that later. But while we were doing that, the LCMS and the ELCK said, while we can't actually jump in and do this thing right now, would you because we sort of gained a, a reputation of being passionate and returning and not being a one and done church. So can you go up to the refugee camps? We've never been there before. They didn't have a real strong ELCK presence there. There was a, a pastor whose denomination in the Sudan before the Sudan fell and or had a civil war, I should say. He was a pastor up there. So we sort of have a presence up there. So we started doing this work up in the refugee camp. And this place is desolate. I describe it as God taking a giant trowel, scraping off everything of value, and then saying, let's see if you can live there. (laughs) So that's where they are. And they subside on a meager, I mean, a very meager allowance of food and fuel and shelter that comes through UNHCR. And we went and we just met this pastor, this guy who's a South Sudanese. He's got this awesome church going on. And that blossomed into the story I just told with Okach. But then it also turned into another member of that church started another one. So we have Sudan, South Sudan church, Ethiopian churches, Bela, Eritrea. All of these churches just kept popping up because we go around and, you know, somebody would say, yes, I, I hear this because maybe they speak Swahili or we find an interpreter. But I don't have this in my language and my people want this too. And they're way on the other side of the refugee camp. So I'm going to start a church over there and I'm going to start a church over there. And so that's how the refugee camps just started to blossom along the way. We would, so to, so to get there, you have to fly to Kenya, but then you have to fly from Nairobi to this place called Lodwar, where we picked up an ELCK pastor who was our interpreter. He's the guy who knew a handful of languages and he was in Lodwar just starting to plant a church. Well, we always go to the refugee camps every year. We stop in Lodwar. We spend a day there. And that, that little, maybe four or five people grew and in a very humbling and just a cool thing, it, it turned into a church. And they named themselves Living Faith. So we have a Living Faith Clive, Iowa, and a Living Faith Lodwar in Kenya. And... That's like now I call it the third head of this monster that is our Kenya mission, where I'm working together with some Iowa District West pastors. I'm trying to recruit here to go. 
and reinforce that church that's in Lodwar. They've got a pastor through the ELCK, LCMS. They've purchased some land. A guy named John Wolf is working. He's a project manager. He's working to get some money for a building, a future school. And again, it is, we go, we spend, you know, on the way up and the way back, we spend some time in this town in the middle of nowhere, Lodwar. And again, here's a church. And a lot of it is just because we show up with scripture, hope, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just in those conversations and relationships you know, manifests people coming to faith and starting churches. Before we run out of time, I know there's there are many more aspects to this story, but there's one that really caught our attention because this is the coffee hour. <laughs> yes. So I, there's a coffee element to this story. Would you share that with us before we wrap up? Sure. Yeah, the coffee story is we always want to look for a way in which we can sustainably encourage communities. So again, not just giving to. So one of the things about Morunga, the original, the OG mission trip, is that it's a amazing coffee country. They have some of the best coffee in the world. So we buy, we came up with this plan and we've been doing, I think about three years now where we import green coffee beans and right as close to the town as possible. We roast them in the United States and then we sell them online. We ship it to you. We've shipped all over the country and the coffee proceeds, all of those go back to this center that's in Morunga, where these people we've been partnering with, they visit the sick, they provide for the poor, they give clothing, uniforms, tuition, food, book fees to the most underserved people in that community. And it's sustainable because we're buying the beans from the area. Eventually, we'd even love to have a coffee mill or something in the area to even invest more. But also then this proceed from the coffee, these dollars from the coffee actually support those local people doing this work. And it's not us, it's them. They have the ownership, they have the hope, they have the promise, they have the, they've caught the fire of not waiting for Americans to write them a check, not waiting for Americans to send more funds, but rather we're investing in the people who then find a way to do this ministry when we can't be there, which is most of the time, to be frank about it. So. Coffee. It's, it's called Karis Coffee. It's the Greek word for grace. It's spelled with an X. So our coffee is spelled with an X too. KarisCoffee.com if you would like to buy a bag. And as I said, man, we'll ship it anywhere. Can I jump in and say yeah. that the center that Pastor Tim is talking about, the name of it is called the Tumayini Center. And Tumayini in Kiswahili means hope. Oh. So as he's talking about hope, the center is called hope. I see a pattern. I see a theme <laughs> of the hope in, that we have in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So tell us about opportunities like this mm. to serve. Well, that's exactly. So what I'm trying to figure out, I'm not very scientific, but how can I duplicate Pastor Tim and, you know, and place him in other areas? <laughs> but but that's exactly what the Africa region is seeking, congregations who want a deeper relationship, who want to go into partnership with churches for the long term. Again, not just the one time go and do something, but what does it really mean to be able to build these relationships? And so you can still come for a one time opportunity, of course, you know, there's always that. But um, 
But people who want something deeper and longer, I would love to have those conversations with them. Short-term missions, of course, always has opportunities on our website, Serve Now. But but yeah. And sometimes, to be honest, that those short-term opportunities, people kind of get the they catch the bug and then, yep. you know, and then they recognize, wow, you know, God is calling me into something deeper. So that's been really exciting to see, too. Also, if I could uh, add to that, one of the things that we've been adamant about is trying to, uh, you know, share this with other people, too. Living faith, I think the best thing that we can offer is we'll take your pastor. Uh, if your pastor will go with yes. us, we will take them, show them, coach them, teach them, see what it is, and then. Uh, assist in bringing this back to your congregation as that congregation recruits uh, a few lay people to go along with. We'll take them too. And we will gladly pick up the all of the planning, all of the costs, everything, because this isn't a bigger thing than living faith. It's a bigger thing than a church in Clive, Iowa. So if you're interested in going, get a hold of me. If, if you're a pastor or if you, you think your pastor should go, tell them. Get a hold of me. We'll put them on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure he gets his shots first. Servenow.lcms.org is a great way to learn about short-term opportunities to serve. Now, Pastor Tim, I understand that you were recently also made bishop. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's been snooping on my Facebook. <laughs> this is true. I was elected bishop by unanimous vote by the one kid who was running down the highway shouting at me. Well, he was saying Bishop Mzungu, which is the, the Swahili for Bishop White Guy. And yeah, so then my church actually bought me the mitre. I have a staff. Uh, I've been officially coordinated. <laughs> Do you have the purple clerical, though? No, I don't. I didn't. Oh, actually, then you're not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, on this last trip, just really quick, the bishop actually came out to see the work we're doing in Marunga. And I told him the story. He thought it was great. So I kept telling him every time we got on that road, because I'm only bishop of that stretch of the highway where the kid was yelling it, that's my diocese. I said, here I am your bishop. And then as soon as we get out of the vehicle, he's my bishop. <laughs> Our guest today, Pastor Luke Tim, Living Faith Lutheran Church in Clive, Iowa, and volunteer with LCMS International Mission. Pastor Tim, thanks so much for being our guest today on The Coffee Hour. Thank you. And Krista Young, Partnership Coordinator for LCMS Africa Region with LCMS International Mission. Krista, thanks so much. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.